Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Houdet Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seats studio. Use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. So we're just going to get right into this. The Saints lose 48-46 to in a heartbreak thriller to the 49ers. I mean, obviously, crazy game from start to finish. The Saints are able to put up 46 points in their best effort of the season. Drew Brees puts six total touchdowns up. Michael Thomas puts over 100 yard, uh, 100 yards up, 11 catches a touchdown. Jared Cook had two TDs before he left with an injury. I mean, some really nice plays on the offense, but the defense, I mean, just, I don't know. Look, this was a game you kind of needed to win, and now you're looking at ways to get into um, the one seed, which is going to be much diff- much more difficult, and you're obviously looking at ways to get a bye I don't think the Saints need the one seed. I think they need a buy, and that and that's what I've been saying the whole year, and I'll continue to say it. But at this point, you know, you're looking at obviously how the Packers are playing because you need if you the Packers lose one more game, Saints win out, then you got your two seed, and I think the Saints will be fine if they get the two seed, they'll be just fine. But if you're coming in here now with the um, with the three seed, then you're potentially have to you obviously have the home game. Let's say you win that game, then you have to go to Lambeau and then to the winner of the the west division so whoever that is um either the 49ers or seahawks but the seahawks lose so that, that that's another big thing because they lost sunday night to the Rams. the rams are now all of a sudden playing some really good football so you got to give them credit maybe they sneak into the playoffs it's going to be really interesting to see what happens and where this team ends up with for the saints especially but there's still uh, there's still three games left to play the saints have to control their own biz- business and they got to win out now um, I didn't really want to get right into this um, this playoff conversation. I wanted to get that a little later. I really wanted to talk about this game. But, again, it's going to be really difficult to get the one seed. They should end up in the two seed. I think that's where you should end up. I don't think the Packers are looking very good. I think they lose either next week to the Bears or the week after to the Vikings uh, at Vikings. So that's obviously going to be a hard matchup for them. They barely got past the Redskins off the, the skin of their teeth. So I do not see... The, the Packers winning out. Now, if they do, they do. But, again, I just don't want to see the Saints team in the three seed now. You lose a tough, tough one in this one, but you're still right there. Like, I, I don't think the Saints um, are, like, a step below the 49ers. They played right with them to the end. They had the lead with 53 seconds. It was a great game. It was a hard-fought game. It reminded me a lot of last year's game against the Rams because both teams, now I'm not just going to say the 49ers, but the Saints did too, they threw their kitchen sink at each other. And you come out with this thriller of a game. And um, especially on the offensive side, the same thing happened last year. And then they played in the playoffs. And then it was much more low scoring because they saw everything. Everything was seen. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen this year. I don't know if the Saints are going to get to the NFC Championship or a playoff game against the 49ers. I don't know if the 49ers are going to get to the NFC Championship. Because you can see the 49ers lose against the Seahawks in Seattle Week 17. They drop to the 5 seed. And the Saints could then go to the 1 seed if they win. And the Packers also lose one game. That's a possibility here, and I would I would say it's a not a likely possibility, but I could see it happening. And the Saints are there in the one seed, and they got to go back to New Orleans if the 49ers made it all the way back. But then you would have to play. If you're the 49ers and you're the fifth seed, that's just a tough way to go. Because, I mean, it's going to be crazy. Whoever ends up as that five seed, I feel really bad for them. At least the Saints, if they were a three seed, you get one home game. But I have a feeling that the Saints, if they're in that two seed, I think they'll be just fine. I think when you're looking at it, um, I think that's where they got to get to. But anyway... Let's just get right into our notes, then we'll do our intriguing matchups and finish off with our group-by-group recap here. So starting off 
with our um, recap in this one, it was obviously really big offensive battle. You have over 90 points scored in this total game. I mean, I, th- I think they may have hit a thousand yards, and they almost did. They were very close to hitting a thousand yards, just like 20 yards short between the two teams. I mean, looking at how the Saints played an offense. You have Breeze scoring six total touchdowns, which, again, that's really good for Drew Breeze. He had his best game of the season against the best passing defense in the NFL. Give Breeze a ton of credit. Give this offense a ton of credit. Give Sean Payton a ton of credit. Really had some really nice plays that drawn up, and I really like they were able to do. Drew Breeze puts up 350 yards. He's got the 138.4 um, passer rating, excuse me, there. And obviously, you're seeing from the skill position players with Michael Thomas step up as always with 11 catches, 134 yards, and a touchdown. So again, he was stepping up in a big way. But I, I want to give a shout out in this one because obviously we're going to be starting with the offense and the positives. I do want to give a shout out to Ted Ginn, who was able to hold on to the ball, caught four catches on six targets, which is really good for him. And he was able to do a really good job of catching balls, especially on third down and moving those chains. He was a really big component in this one and he hasn't been all year so that looked like old Ted again looks like 2017 dead again 2018 dead again so that was a really uh, good play by him Traquan Smith gets the um, go-ahead touchdown with 53 seconds left that was good for Trey and then Jared Cook with two touchdowns in the first quarter but then it goes out because of a concussion which I think was a look everyone's saying it's not a cheap shot it wasn't a cheap shot but still hurts the Saints in a big way, even with a touchdown, because the Saints had a ton of plays written up for Jared Cook, and then they weren't able to use any of them because, obviously, he was hurt. But maybe that's for the better, because he'll probably, hopefully will be back for the playoffs, and you're hoping he'll be right there and ready to go. But a really good first quarter for him. Deontay Harris had an amazing game, and I, I got to give him just a ton of credit, especially in the receiving game, but also in the offense. Give him more touches. He's a player that could be versatile and could be used um, to, to make some splash plays. So I thought that was really good as well. The only really down point of this offense was Alvin Kamara, who just did not play good. And he's, I mean, it's starting to now. He's only playing about like above average for like for a running back level. I mean, he has 13 carries for 26 yards, 25 yards, which is below two yards a carry. And then looking at his receiving, he only had four catches for 18 yards. He just hasn't been good. And at a certain point, you got to start playing, put a Murray more in there, who is running a lot better in this one. And that was the only the decision from Sean Payton I really didn't like, putting Kamara in there time after time after again. And he was having a lot of negative plays. So I just don't really like that. But besides that, I mean, I really hope he's got to come back strong. This is it. I mean, he's got to come back strong for the playoffs. If he doesn't, then, I mean, the Saints, I, th- I think they'll be fine on offense. But it would definitely be a big, and especially if you keep on putting him out there. I mean, you just the negative plays are killing him more than that he has his positive plays. Now, look, he had a couple of really good plays. He's got the the hurdle, but I mean, when you're when you're uh, throwing that swing pass um, for like five yards behind the line of scrimmage and he gets stopped right where the swing pass is thrown, can't do that. And he wasn't doing that before. He was getting positive yards off of that big positive yards off those plays. Now he's not anymore. So whatever he's doing, I'm, I think it's just because he's just not 100 percent and it's showing. So I think that's going to be really big, and he's going to he's got to get healthy going to the playoffs. That's going to be really important there. The Saints did win the time of possession and first down battle, so that was really good. They tied the turnover battle, lost the time of possession battle. We always look at that. That was, I think, I mean, look, you're fine. I think there, the, the team stats, I mean, you're looking at it, not that bad at all. I mean, five penalties only this time, and a, a few of them were very questionable, especially the Chauncey Garner-Johnson. What do you want him to do? And look, the refs... I don't think they lost the Saints game, but they didn't do them any favors. So, I mean, obviously this game goes on the defense, not the refs, not the offense. But, I mean, some like that Chauncey Garner, they get off the field there, the Saints win this game. 
And, I mean, there are a lot of shoulda, woulda, coulda plays in this game because, I mean, you're two points away. I mean, the Saints don't go for two in that first quarter, which was a really bad move. I knew it was going to come back to haunt them. Everyone knew it, and it did. And then they went for two again, missed it. And then, you know, you make you definitely think Lutz is going to hit those two extra points, and you're tied going into overtime. That may have not matter, especially if the 49ers got the ball first. 49ers got the ball first, Saints lose the game, for sure. But um, it's just the way the game was going, it was just... I don't know. It was just, I, I wouldn't have won for two. I would have just took your points. There's no point of getting out ahead. But now, look, if they hit the, the two-point conversion, then the Saints win this game. <laughs> you know, it's it's that risk and reward. Also, it's the play play calls during the risk and reward. I wouldn't have given the Basin Hill. I don't know. That's just kind of, I think, what the Saints have to look at. And there were a lot of risk-reward plays went wrong for the Saints this game. So I think that was really interesting there. And the 49ers, they had a lot of risk-reward plays go big for touchdowns in this game. So... That was obviously I think, another big thing for this team, um, but the 49ers did play well. You got to give them a ton of credit. They were able to move the ball to the Saints at will, and they're a really good team. They have a really good offense, and the Saints missing um, AJ Klein and then Kiko Alonso really hurt them. Now, it, obviously, I was completely wrong about this game. I was thinking it was going to be low scoring and it was going to just be like a battle out with the best deep, one of the two best defenses in the league, and I was wrong. And I, I did overlook this, so I'm going to say it um, again. AJ Klein and Kiko Alonso are big parts of this team, way bigger than I thought. So I think when you're looking at the Saints, I mean, you obviously now are going to start to think, like, is um, is AJ Klein and Kiko Alonso necessary, those types of players necessary for this team? They obviously are, especially with um, Anzalone going back out early in the season. Everyone thought, oh, everyone always makes fun of AJ Klein. Everyone always makes fun of Kiko Alonso, especially in coverage. But the 49ers feast on middle-of-the-field plays, and the Saints didn't have any good linebackers out there to play. Now, i got to give Craig Robinson a lot of credit because he made some big splash plays in this one to try to turn the um tied to this game and i'm gonna say that because i mean look i know he was my standout defensive player and a lot of people were on me on that and no one played good in this defense i don't think cam jordan played good i mean if you want to give it to shy tuttle fine that would have been fine but craig robinson made a few turnout he didn't have some no he had some really bad plays too i'm not gonna say he didn't but he had some big splash plays to change the momentum of this game and it just the Saints didn't capitalize on it, but at least he was able to provide those plays from time to time, and that was better than anyone else on the defense did. I mean, the secondary played awful in this one. I mean, Eli Apple was getting burnt a lot. I mean, Lattimore didn't get burnt a lot, but it wasn't like A1 class Lattimore. Von Bell did not have a good game. I mean, you obviously have to watch the film to know for sure, but he just did not look like he had a good game in this one, so another just, I mean, Marcus Williams, bad game, loses this, loses, probably loses the game because of the, the face mask for the Saints. I don't know if uh, Gold makes like a 45, 48 or a field goal. He's not the best kicker anymore. He's a little older, but making it a chip shot was easy for him for sure. So I think that was also kind of interesting. The Saints defense just didn't come up to play in this one, and that's kind of what it is. 53 seconds left, and you have the lead, especially on a fourth down. You can't let a 50-yard pass. Just can't. It just can't happen, and uh, that that's going to lose the games in the playoffs. Now, look, it's better to happen here. This heartbreak is better to happen here than the playoffs because, I mean, it reminded me a lot of the 49ers game in the playoffs, this 2011 game. This the, this one reminded me a lot of that, but at least the Saints played Monday night against the, the Colts, and they didn't, you know, obviously. They were knocked out of the playoffs here. They weren't knocked out at all, but it's just a setback, and another setback is just losing these types of games is difficult. And um, look, when you especially when you had the Seattle lose, it would have been able to get another um, game up on them, and then you would beat the 49ers, and you're kind of set there. But 
it's just those little plays can change a season. And, I mean, obviously, when you're looking at it, that's kind of just the way it happened in this one. So, obviously, very interesting stuff there. So, before we get into our intriguing matchups and our group-by-group recap, here's a word from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice all in the Vivid Seats mobile app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. This is called Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download the Vivid Seats app today. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards program for free. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts, end games, to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards program today. And when it's time to buy, new users enter the promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount up to $100. It really is a great program, a really great app. So definitely check Vivid Seats out. They really know what they're doing. And I always go there when I'm looking for Saints tickets or obviously other tickets in the New York area. It's just really a good place to go. So welcome back into the Houdat discussion. And now we are going to get into our intriguing matchups and also our group by group recap. Our first matchup here is going to be Saints O-line versus the vaunted 49ers D-line. And the Saints did a really good job in this one. You got to give um, a lot of credit to this O-line, and they played a really good game. And I was listening to the pregame, and a lot of, I, a lot of people, basically everybody picked the 49ers, which is fine. Like, 49ers won. They were kind of right. But they said that they were going to get to Drew Brees. Drew Brees was going to have his worst game of the year. They were all wrong about that. <laughs> but let's, just, let's just get that um, where it is there. They were completely wrong. Drew Brees and this offensive line stepped up big time. Drew Brees was not sacked at all, so he was able to get the ball out, do some really good work, and then he was obviously it was Brees getting the ball out. But this old line, especially at the end of the game, Drew Brees was going deep strip drops, and it was in the two minute drill, and it was working. And you got to give they were giving Drew Brees a ton of time to find people open, and all that stuff is just really good job. This from the left tackle. All the way over to the right tackle, a really good game overall. You got to give a ton of credit to Nick Easton, the rookie Eric um, McCoy, and obviously the left tackle Taron Armstead for coming in here, doing a really good job. And they're a little banged up, and it, it was just a really it was a valiant performance. And if the Saints win this game, we're talking about them as the heroes because these guys coming in banged up beat this vaunted 49ers defense. I mean, the Saints put a 46 points against the best defense in the NFL. Let's let, let that sink in before we talk about really anything else, especially with our defense. Again, I feel like um, this Saints offense, hit if they hit their stride here and we see a really good game against the Colts, a really good game against the Titans, and then finish it off with the, with the Panthers, and you're like going in strong here into the playoffs, and you're coming in 13-3 and you're two seed, I'm like, we're ready to go. Now, if we don't, let's say we stumble, we lose one more game, we end up in that three seed, we play the Vikings or we play the um, the Rams, and you're like, I don't know. But this was a good step in the right direction for this offense, for sure, and the offensive line played their best game of the year. This whole offense played the best game of the year. They were every single person on this team, besides Alvin Kamara, basically played their best game of the year this year. Michael Thomas, against his hardest uh, DB assignment, lit up Richard Sherman. 
It wasn't even close. Richard Sherman basically had to call himself out of the game. Now, I know he was hurt, but he was like, nope, done. He didn't even want to fight through it anymore. That's how bad Michael Thomas was beating him. And then Michael Thomas just did it, play after play after play. You got to give him a ton of credit in this one, and he just showed why he is the best receiver. Again, the defense was bad, but this offense, offensive line, you got to take that positive out, that they played really good. And we'll see next week if it carries on. They put another good game plan Monday night win a Monday night game, they crush the Colts at home, or they score a lot of points at least, and you're like, this offense is ready. And that's I think, is a big thing for this, and especially the offensive line. If they're able to have another good week, that would be really big there. Moving over to our second matchup, and that's going to be Saints D-line versus the O-line of the 49ers. And they got completely, they just got physically outmatched. And complete opposite. And the 49ers were having deep drops. They are running deep routes. They are running long developing routes with crossing routes. And the Saints' defensive line never got there. Never really got there. And I know they got a few sacks. Um, they got three sacks. But for the most part, they did not get there. They were, again, especially against, and then also against the run, they didn't do well either. Giving up 6.8 yards a carry. They didn't give up a 100-yard rusher, but it was not pretty. I think everyone will say that. They got beat, especially on the end arounds and all these movement. They looked lost. And I think that, When you're looking at the D-line, it starts with Cam Jordan. He did not have a good game, his worst game of the season. He did not set the edge at all in the run game. He wasn't able to get to the quarterback in the pass game. He was talking all the talk going into the week and then saying how he's going to get 20 sacks and all this stuff. Well, he's got to focus on doing what he's got to do next week. This one falls on him, especially how this group played. I mean, Davenport, look, did he play the best? No. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to come out in here and say, like, Marcus Davenport also played, um, like, really good. He did not. And then that's the same with really everyone else. Now, look, at least uh, Davenport did have a tackle for loss. I mean, Cameron Jordan put just nothing on the board. I mean, I don't even think his name is on. He's got two, two tackles, and he had a half a tackle for loss. That's all he was able to put up in this one, and... It's just, I mean, he's not a good game. I mean, and then you have other guys. I guess Shai Tuttle played pretty good. Uh, Sheldon Rankins went out with an injury. So we're going to have to obviously monitor that going into uh, next week's game. And then also you're looking at guys like Mario Edwards, Divisac, but he didn't play good. It's just like the, the run game got just like this zone running scheme got just completely crushed. And um, that's just kind of what it is there. And it was just, it wasn't a good game for them. And you got to give the 49ers D-line, uh, offensive line, excuse me, a lot of credit because they lost their center and they still were doing the exact same thing. So you give them a lot of credit there, but not a good job by the Saints defensive line. I thought they had a really poor game and they just didn't, they looked unprepared. And that's when that happens. It's just not a good sign. Moving over to our last matchup, Michael Thomas versus Richard Sherman. Michael Thomas won this matchup in a big way. He had 11 catches for 134 yards and a touchdown off of 15 targets. And a really good game from him. Another just elite game from Michael Thomas on one of the best cornerbacks in the league with Richard Sherman. He battled him. He went basically toe-to-toe with him the whole game. And he was winning a lot. And when the Saints needed a big play, they went to Michael Thomas. Richard Sherman was very frustrated. You could see it visibly frustrated. And also, and then he was hurt a little bit. So everything put together. Michael Thomas, I think, was in his head. And Michael Thomas is the reason the Saints were able to come back in this one and almost pull off the upset. Uh, not the upset, the comeback. I'm sorry. Um, again, this just pulled up a little short, obviously, with just obviously losing just short. But he played an outstanding game. And you got to give him a lot of credit. So now let's move over to our group-by-group recap. We'll start off with our quarterbacks and our offense, go to the skill position players, then the O-line, then flip it over to the defensive line, linebackers, secondary, finish off with special teams and coaching. Start off with the quarterback, A++++, 
Drew Brees was a hell of a game in this one, and he was just able to do everything in this one. He was able to throw the deep ball, throw the short ball, I mean, throw the intermediate ball. He was really doing a really good job. He was able to spread the ball around to, I mean, I believe it's nine different receivers. Yeah, nine different receivers, 350 yards, five touchdowns, added a rushing touchdown to make it six total touchdowns, 138.4 QBR, uh, not QBR, but passer rating, 91.4 QBR. He did, I mean, look, by the stats, I think he outplayed um, Garoppolo. Now, Garoppolo, I mean, the reason the 49ers won this game, you got to give them a ton of credit. They were able to have these trick plays, and they completely um, just did a really good job executing them. Really good job overall from all of them. Emmanuel Sanders, getting hit, is able to throw a really nice pass for a touchdown. So that was a really good job by him. They were able to um, do end arounds to perfection. They were just able to do everything just to a really good level, and their execution was top-notch. So you got to give them a ton of credit there. And there's really nothing you can do on those trick plays, especially if you have so many. And that was kind of what it was for the Saints. And the Saints put up their trick play with the fake punt. But, again, everyone's saying, oh, that, was a, that wasn't a penalty. And I wouldn't even call it a holding penalty. I'm really, You know what I really don't like about that? And we'll get to that with the special teams. I really don't like the play call and um, what they did with Traquan Smith. But we'll get into that a little later. But Drew Brees, overall, amazing game. A++, best game of the year. And this just shows the potential's there for him to have a really good game. One of the best games of his career, I'd say. Especially playing the top defense in the NFL. Outstanding job. And if he keeps on playing at this high, high level, I mean, there's no one stopping this team. And I, I really believe that. And um, this was a lot like a 2016-2015 game. And the defense, I think, will right itself. So if the offense keeps playing like this and this level and they can score 30 points every game, no one's stopping this team. I know that. So... I look very, very encouraging things by Breeze and this whole skill position group there. Showed maybe they don't even need a second receiver. That's how good they were playing in this one. Moving over to the skill position players, another A+. I thought they played an amazing job. You had Michael Thomas with 11 catches doing what he does best. Ted Ginn stepped up, five catches, uh, four catches, 50 yards. Really good job there. Traquan Smith added a touchdown. You had um, Jared Cook with two touchdowns in the first quarter. This is, I mean, like he had two catches, 64 yards, two touchdowns in the first quarter. Got hurt, so he did a really good job in that one. Latavius Murray, seven carries for 69 yards. Kamara was just the only one who didn't play well in this one, but they were able to cover it up for him. The Saints still ran for over 100 yards, still added a touchdown in the rushing department. Taysom Hill, I think, did a really good job overall in this whole um, the whole offensive standpoint. Was a good blocker. Was able to run the ball, I think, with some success. Caught a pass. I mean, overall, Taysom Hill did a really good job in this one, especially filling in for um, Jared Cook in the blocking tight end role. Did a really good job there. Good job by Taysom. I think he played a great game as well. Deontay Harris played an amazing game from the skill position group. He was able to do not only special teams things, but also was incorporated in the offense. That was really good. Josh Hill caught a touchdown. Overall, really good job by the Saints skill position group. And if they're able to play like this again, and they're able to step up, especially the guys besides Michael Thomas, they're going to be in for a lot of success late in this season. Moving over to the O-line, as I said before, they played an amazing game. Got to give them an A+. Again, they were able to stop the 49ers to no sacks. The Saints were able to run for over four yards a carry and 116 yards and a touchdown. They were able to do just a really good job. And they, the Saints offense here, was able to keep the 49ers um, offense off the field at some points. And, I mean, the 49ers basically scored in every possession, but the Saints, and it was quick scores. The Saints were doing nice, slow scores, getting down the field methodical, drive after drive after drive, and it really wore down the 49ers defense, especially late in the game. Even in that third quarter, the Saints kind of lulled over, only scored six points with um, two field goals. But then I think just all those, just the long drives and 
just play after play after play really got him in the fourth quarter, especially in the two-minute drill where the Saints were able to just methodically go down the field. So I thought a really good job by um, the Saints offense and the whole O-line controlling the offensive line. Just a really good job by them. Moving over to the defense, starting off the defensive line, I'm going to give their um, D-line a D-plus. They did get three sacks, but... uh, I mean, they didn't really get to me much pressure besides those. I mean, look, they had, I feel like their third and fourth quarter wasn't bad. That's the thing. I thought they really did a better job in the second half and uh, may not show it. They still gave up 20 points, but in the, in the third quarter, they only gave up a touchdown on a short field because of a Kamara fumble, which is just a huge miss opportunity um, and a really big mistake by Kamara. Then after that, I think they played a really fine third quarter, but in the fourth quarter, they were just, they were able to convert in big plays the whole quarter. The whole quarter, not just a few plays. Every drive they had, they converted. You had that long drive to get them up nine points where it was just, I, obviously there were two questionable penalties, but they were able to convert, get a touchdown. And and, that, and that's where I was most frustrated with this game. And um, I'm not really frustrated at this one. I'm more just disappointed that we just couldn't pull it out. But it was just, especially in that fourth quarter, they were getting them to third down and they were not stopping them. And that, you just can't have that. Or fourth down in the last drive. And, when you get that close, it's just that's disappointing, and uh, and a little frustrating, obviously, especially on that drive. So I think that was um, interesting there. The D line just didn't really do their job, in my opinion. I mean, you want to give them maybe a C, fine, but they played bad, and uh, whatever you want to say about it, it just wasn't good. I mean, you Mario Edwards get a sack, but then the other two sacks weren't even by the defensive line. So did they get pressure at time to time, especially in the fourth quarter? Yes. They did, I think, a better job in the fourth quarter. I just think penalties helped the 49ers out. Big plays by big players helped them out. And that's why they were able to get the win there. But just not a good game by the defensive line. And uh, moving over to the linebackers, I'm going to give them a D as well. I think Craig Robinson had some big plays. And he had a you know one and a half tackles for loss, a pass defense, a interception. Really good job, eight tackles. But, uh, again, he had a lot of negative plays too. And uh, even though he kind of lights up the store, the the stat book in this one, he had some really bad recognition plays, really bad coverage plays, and overall did not have the best game. But no one did. I mean, even Demario Davis, who I think had a pretty good game, it wasn't a great game by his standards. He was not able to help in coverage, which is interesting. They didn't, you know, even try to put him in coverage. Maybe they didn't. He just didn't uh, do very good. We'll look at that when we look at the film. But I don't think he had a very good game. Stephon Anthony, he was out there. He did not play well either. And I don't even see Manti Teo out there. So. Overall, really bad game by the linebackers and a no-show. Couldn't stop the run, couldn't stop the pass. George Kittle went off, had the biggest catch of the game at the end of the game. Not good by them, so they didn't get they didn't do very good either. And the secondary, I'm going to give them a D- in this one. Not a full F because I believe uh, Lattimore played a little, Just I think he played pretty good, so I'm not going to give him a full F. But Apple got torched in this one. Emmanuel Sanders went off, seven catches, 157 yards, and a touchdown. Then you have Bell, Williams in the safety position, played awful, did not play well. P.J. Williams, John C. Gardner-Johnson, played awful as well. They got beat in timely situations. And uh, it's just overall just not a game, this one. Just a really sour taste from this line, this uh, secondary group. they got to fix everything. Everything's got to be fixed. I mean, it wasn't even the communication issues in this one. They got beat. And it was that simple. It was one-on-one matchups, and they were getting beat. And, you know, I know good teams do this. Good teams are going to be able to just isolate a matchup they like and go after it and go after it and go after it. And they did that. They did it with Eli Apple. They did it with Chauncey Garner-Johnson. And uh, 
that's just kind of what it was this one and uh, that's what good teams do and they were able to do it to a big level and our one-on-one matchups did, just did not step up on the defense now on the offense it did because we did the exact same thing we highlighted a lot of guys we definitely highlighted jared cook going up against that uh that safety group which is not the best and he went off and then you have michael thomas they highlighted that matchup with richard sherman and they always might um uh highlight the michael thomas um michael thomas um matchup and they were able to win again so again that's just kind of what it was there so they lost big time there's really nothing else you can say about it technique wasn't there they were just getting beat, and you know, there's not much analysis that can go into that. You know, it just they got beat. Moving over to our special teams and coaching group. Special teams, I'm gonna give them an A plus. I thought they played really well. I mean, they were able to stop their returns. They really had no nothing on the return battle. The Saints won the special teams um, field position battle, especially on offense. Saints got some short fields that were nice. And uh, you got to give that to Deontay Harris, who played, had an amazing game, had some really clutch returns, especially early in the game to set the tone. So good job by Deontay. Taysom Hill, I mean, that pass is just, I really don't like the play call by Sean Payton. I really, really don't. Why do I not? Because you have a receiver out there. Why are you ever running a go route? Have him run an in route. Have him run like a 15-yard in route. That guy will be clueless, and that's when you can get the pass interference because then he's not the, the guy mostly on the outside. Then you can get your pass interference. Should have looked into that, I think, especially, it's just, I, that, that's what I would have done. I would have ran an in route or like um, a post route or something like that, just to change it up a little bit. You have your receiver. It's not like you had Justin Harding running uh, the route. You had a receiver running the route. So, just, and I don't, I, don't, I don't really like the play call anyways. I don't like it on 4th and 18, you run the fake. I, I, and that lost in the game as well. And uh, when I just fully do my last recap, I'll just talk about all the missed opportunities that this team had. Because that's one of them. You just punt it away. You play field position battle. Your team's playing better at that point. Maybe you stop them, and, and maybe that's just a way you can, um, you know, get that momentum back. But that was just not the way to do it. And uh, again, besides that, Will Lutz hit a 55-yarder, hit a 48-yarder. His he's right back in his groove. I think he's one of the best kickers in the NFL. He's been just money for this whole Saints team. And Thomas Morstead, I don't even know if he was out there at all. But, um, again, it was, yeah, did he have, did he have, he had one punt, and it was a good one, I remember now. Yeah, but only one punt from him, so really wasn't much from the special teams from the punting scenario. You had the fake punt, you had the one punt by Morstead, and then the kicking, Saints were able to do a really good job with Lutz, and then um, kick returning punt return was really good by Harris. So, overall, good job by the special teams group. And then coaching, I'm going to give him a B, and this is why. Sean Payton schemed an amazing game plan against this defense. 46 points against the best defense in the NFL. He deserves rounds of applause. He deserves praise for that. That was one of the best uh, game plans the Saints had, not only all year, but maybe in the last five years. So really good job by Sean Payton there. And it's just a, it's a shame that it doesn't come in a win, but a really good job by Sean Payton. But he has just these bonehead mistakes as a coach. And, and it's just why... And it's, it's, he's taking chances which is fine, and he's done that. And I'm fine with taking the chances, but what are these play calls? Giving Taysom Hill the ball, just start off. You get the ball inside the one, or, or at the one, I should say. Why are you running it with Taysom Hill at the one on a jet sweep? I mean, I just don't like that call. Either, look, I don't like the pitch to Kamara really either, but I would have either ran a little a shield screen to Michael Thomas, you want to fade to Michael Thomas, you, you, you do a one of those, they fake it to the running back and they throw it over the top to the tight end. That usually works a lot. I just don't understand 
that play call. Same thing with the second two-point conversion. Why is Traquan Smith on the outside? Why is not? Why is Michael Thomas on the outside? Because then Michael Thomas could have came back to the ball, and they could they do that play sometimes where they fake the fade and they go into the toward the corner. Could have done that play. I mean, maybe it would have worked. It's better than just ball basically throwing away because no one was open. I, that that that's kind of just what I'm saying. Why isn't your just in the most pivotal situations? Why aren't you giving it to your best players? And when Traquan Smith is you know Traquan Smith, Taysom Hill, I just. In that, you know, red zone situation, that one-yard line situation, I just I just don't like it there. So that's kind of just the plays like that. Those are missed opportunities. Saints make, if the Saints make one of them, they tie the game. If they make both, they figure out a win. You're like, oh, John Payton's a genius. Or if you just kick your extra points, you're tied as well. So that's just kind of what it is there. And uh, with that whole just those types of plays, those um, two-point conversion plays, because those points were left on the board for the Saints. Those are the only ways. So I want to bring that up. I also want to talk about that play with the fake punt. And yeah, I just with, with the receiver out there, I would have liked to just run an actual route. And then you can get the, then you can get your holding pass interference call. Just running a, a go route is not going to be good. And uh, it was a clever play. It surprised me, but uh, I just don't like the play call. It's just and especially on fourth and eighteen. If they did it on fourth and five, it'd be like okay, that makes sense. That's a really good play. Well timed. Good job. Just fourth and eighteen. I just don't really like it. And it looked like he was trying to force. A big play and that's just something I'd rather not have especially when we're still tight in the game and you know you could punt it inside their five and you're looking really good so um again that's just kind of what I thought there Dennis Allen did a really bad job in this one looked completely out coached he was definitely not prepared for what the 49ers were able to do on offense they were looking to stop the run the 49ers came out guns a blazing with the pass <sighs> it's just like Dennis Allen like sometimes Look, he's been he's put up the most stable Saints uh, defense in the Drew Brees, Sean Payton era, but uh, sometimes he just has these really bad duds, and this was one of them. And he just not, none of his answers were working in this one, so just not good there. But overall, I'll give the coaching a B, and really what this team is doing here, it's just missed opportunities kill. You have a pick, you only get a field goal out of it. Alvin Kamara fumbles, a bonehead fumble, they score a touchdown on. Another reason. All these plays add up, and uh, just how good as Drew Brees was, it just wasn't enough. And obviously, at the end of the game, you have a fourth and two. How can you let a 50-yard play happen? I mean, that's such a Saints play, too. Like, when I saw it, when, I, when it happened, I was like, huh, that, you know, that, that happens. Like, I'm not surprised at this point that that play happens. So it's always the big plays on fourth and two. It's not like they go methodically down the field and have to kick the 55-yarder that we always do. It's always the big play that gets us. And, and that also goes to, to um, the defense of Dennis Allen because he always blitzes in those situations. <laughs> I mean, leaving the one-on-one matchup with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and George Kittle was not the right move. <sighs> that's just that's my two cents in this one. And the Saints go down, but uh, they're not out. Um, you you got to win your next three games, which I think is very possible. You play the Colts on Monday Night Football. Breeze will probably go for beating Peyton Manning's record, so you're hoping he can do that. Then you play the Titans in a really tough road game. You're hoping you can gut that one out. And then you play the Panthers, who are just completely reeling in this one. And I think they should be able to wrap that up week 17. So if you're going in here 13-3, and I have a feeling that if the Saints finish 13-3, and they're going to get the one seed. I just don't really trust the 49ers to beat the Seahawks. And look, even if the Seahawks, and I do not trust the Packers at all, I think they're going to lose next week to the Bears. That's my opinion on it. And uh, the Saints will be back in the two seed at least. And then once the Saints are in the two seed, I think you're looking really good just for the playoffs in general. Get the bye. You have a home playoff game, which you're hoping you can win, probably against the Packers. And um, 
then you'll play either if you have a home game great but if you're playing the one seed then you go on the road and you have to go down and win and uh, i think the saints could win a road game just one in the playoffs i think they're they're good enough to win one but then you get to the second one it's a little wishy-washy especially when you're going on the road and playing in tough places now this was actually a really interesting opinion i saw that the saints um you he'd rather be going on the road um I thought this was interesting. I forgot who said it. Um, I, I know who brought it up was from the Hudak Confessional podcast, Elias. He said he'd rather see the Saints on the road. But this guy went a step further. He said he'd rather um, to see Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau, in the cold. He said he doesn't want Rodgers coming here to New Orleans in the Dome to light it up. And I thought that was a very interesting um, thing. And I don't know if I agree with that because I don't want to play in Lambeau. And then I don't want to go to play Seattle or go to play in um, San Fran. But I thought that was just interesting to bring up. So what do you guys think after the loss? Um, definitely comment me on Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Um, but again, it just was not a great game in this one. But it's just heartbreaking because the Saints are right there. 53 seconds, you have a lead, and you're ready to set up your one seat. Because the Saints win this game, you're basically up two games on the Niners. You're up two games on the Seahawks after they lost. And there's only three games left to play. So that would have been... And then they play each other. So it would have just been a really... It would have been a really great opportunity to get into that one seed. But the Saints lose, fall behind, and now you're going to have to need some help to get the one seed. You're even going to need some help to get the two seed. But the Saints did lock up a, a one to three seed. They will not get below that. So I guess that's good. But you want the two seed. You want the two seed or above. And I, I think they'll get it. I think they'll end up with the two seed. That's just my opinion. But you do not want to go to the road at Lambeau, at San Fran, or at Seattle. Just something you do not want to do. So we'll have to see that. And the Saints got to win their next three games. So I think, you know, you got to go back to the tape, get ready for the Colts on Monday night, and we'll probably have a um, preview of that game on Friday or Thursday, and we'll be right back with you. But with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?